All right. Well, welcome everybody. This is Two Beards in a Bible. I'm John Swaino. And I'm Dave Tenney. And we're glad you chose to join us. Hopefully you'll stick around for a while. Hopefully we stick around for a while. We've been yeah. having some technical problems this evening. Right. <laughs> this is our second attempt at trying to do this episode, so it ought to be really good. Yeah, yeah. We, we've rehearsed now. Yes. <laughs> Do you need a tone? Me, me, me. <laughs> so as I remember, I started out by reading the first five verses. Is that of, what you did? Of John 17. Is that, is that right? I think so. I think okay. so. Well, we'll jump in there. Uh, John 17, the first five verses, beginning at verse 1. Jesus spoke these words, lifted up his eyes to heaven and said, Father, the hour has come. Glorify your Son, that your Son also may glorify you, as you have given him authority over all flesh, that he should give eternal life to as many as you have given him. And this is eternal life, that they may know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. I have glorified you on the earth. I have finished the work which you have given me to do. And now, O Father, glorify me together with yourself, with the glory which I had with you before the world was. Okay, so you know what? I was just thinking about this. Here's a new thought. Mm -hmm. You know, we often think about the Lord's Prayer, right? right. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be that. You know, we, mm -hmm. we, we call that, of course, I, I generally refer to that as the model prayer, but, right. but we refer to that as the Lord's Prayer. But really, this is the Lord's Prayer. Yes, yeah. Where, where Jesus actually, you know, this is at, at you know, right before he is going to go uh, before the high priest and all of the all of the events that happen that, that lead him to the cross. This is like the last uh, event that happens here. And yeah. he, he prays this prayer. And in fact, you know, I, I've heard it argued, just as you said, that this is this is more fitting to be called the Lord's Prayer. Yeah. Though, you know, I've also heard that, you know, the Lord had many prayers, so you, know, you can't really right. narrow it down to one. But this but, is the longest one. Right. That, that's recorded. And I, and I think one of the, one of the uh, things that I was looking at to, in preparation called it just that, was the Lord's Prayer. It did call and, it the Lord's Prayer. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. Um, he, he, these first... Uh, five verses here, Jesus, I think before, I, he mostly prays for himself, sort of, mm -hmm. but then he also mentions some other things that uh, would lead you to think that maybe he's praying for for us as mm -hmm. well. Um, so he talks about, you know, the hour has come, so he, he knows that, like, this is the end of the deal, and he says... He says, "Glorify your son, that that your son may glorify you." And uh, I think that just alludes to this idea where um, Jesus is going to be glorified by being set at the right hand of God. Yeah, and uh, and and God's going to be glorified by Jesus following um, following the 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 mission that that God gave him. Uh, to reconcile mankind back to him. Yeah. Uh, there, there's a little note under that, under verse 2 uh, in my Bible, speaking of John 6, 37 and 39. Um, and in John 6, 37 says, All that the Father gives me will come to me, and the one who comes to me I will by no means cast out. Uh, and if, I'll just read 38 and 39. For I have come down from 
heaven, not to do my own will, but the will of him who sent me. And verse 39 says, this is the will of the Father who sent me, that of all he has given me, I should lose nothing, but should raise it up at the last day. Yeah. And that goes further when we were talking the first time we recorded this episode. <laughs> we were talking back and forth about it being the church or the apostles that are being spoken right. of here. And we, I think we came to the conclusion that we believe the first five verses was he's, he's uh, speaking and praying for the church. Yes. And, you know, in general, those that are going to come to him. And I think that uh, John 6, uh, 30, 39 there kind of points yeah. that out because, you know, not just the apostles are going to be raised up at the last day. It says, but should raise it up at the last day, it would be the church. In fact, in here in these first five verses where he's talking about this prayer, he, he speaks a couple of times here about eternal life. Mm -hmm. He says he should give eternal life to as many as you have given him. Yeah. And I think that just echoes to that fact that, it, you know, it's it's those that, that believe and follow after Christ are the ones that are going to have eternal life. Yeah. You know? And I think that's kind of what, what he's getting at there. Um, he says here, he says, I have glorified you on the earth. I have finished the work which you have given me to do. And uh, that was, you know, basically Jesus's mission. He went to, you know, Palestine, that area, and, and he didn't really go out of it. Mm -hmm. And uh, he... He went to the Jews and he fulfilled the old law by living it perfectly, did all of those things. Yeah. And, uh, and something the, that I, maybe I just noticed here uh, is uh, in the first five, four to five verses or so, it, it is, he's speaking kind of like in the second person. Uh, yeah, you know, the, the, the uh, you have given him authority over all flesh. Well, that's Christ. Yes. Yeah. The speaking him of is the, Christ. Yeah. You know, in the first verse here, the hour has come, glorify your son, that your son also may glorify you. He's not saying glorify me, but then after you get down to verse four, yeah. then it starts to say, I have glorified you on earth. And then verse five, glorify me. Verse yeah. six, I have manifested. So there, there's a definite change in, 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 the, in the language or yeah. the focus of the language. Yeah. For sure. Not to um, beat that dead horse, but yeah, <laughs> absolutely, yeah. And he and he says there that you know um, he says, "Father, glorify me together with yourself with the glory which I had with you before the world was." And of course, that echoes as in our earlier attempt at recording this. John echoed that that was in uh, John maybe, one, John one, yeah, and John <laughs> one at verse fourteen really kind of seals that deal where it says, and the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Starting out in, in the beginning of John 1, and uh, you know, it speaks of, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was, was God. God. You know, the problem with re-recording an episode is, uh, now I want to steal all of John's good ideas, <laughs> and not have any of my own ideas. <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, so there's no original ideas in the Bible. Well, you that's know? true. That's you know, true. no original interpretation. Yeah, right, right. Yeah. All the ideas may be original to the Lord. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody says, if you, if you hear somebody with a new teaching, yeah, you better watch out. Run. <laughs> Just run. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. These things are, these are old teachings that have been around for a few thousand years. Yeah. So, um, so 
Jesus has prayed for himself, um, and he's acknowledged that he's done what he was supposed to do, and he's talked about the reason that he did it was to give eternal life. And now he's going to pray for his disciples or his apostles. I think mm-hmm. my, my Bible, the heading says Jesus prays for his disciples, but I, I think it should say apostles. Instead. Yeah. Of course, the apostles were disciples, but they were a little they separate. Were called out. Yeah. So I'm going to read through verse 12. This, okay. time, this time I'm doing it, I'm going to read through verse 12. Okay. Is that okay? That sounds good. Okay. Okay. That's what we're going to do. So starting at verse 6, it says, I have manifested your name to the men whom you have given me out of this world. They were yours, you gave them to me, and they have kept your word. Now they have known that all things which you have given me are from you. For I have given to them the words which you have given me, and they received them. And I have known surely that I came forth from you, and they have believed that you sent me. I pray for them. I do not pray for the world, but for those you have given me, for they are yours. And all mine are yours, and yours are mine, and I am glorified in them. Now I am no longer in the world, but these are in the world, and I come to you, Holy Father. Keep through your name those whom you have given me, that they may be one as we are. While I was with them in the world, I kept them in your name. Those whom you gave me I have kept, and none of them is lost except the son of perdition, that the scripture might be fulfilled. So we'll stop there, and then we'll John will finish the rest of them. Let's talk about those things. So yeah. the first thing he says is, he is I've, I've manifested your name to men. And uh, who are the men? Yeah, the apostles. The apostles. Yeah, I mean, the name... The name was manifested perhaps to other men as well, but but in this particular instance, I think I think we're speaking of of the apostles. When he says manifest, what does manifest mean? To make known. To make known, yeah. yeah. So he's made known God's name to these apostles, and you know, you think about uh, um, the tr- amount of transfiguration where you know where where basically they 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 kind of see this in action. Yeah. You know, and um, they and they have kept your word. Yeah, uh, and that uh, you know later on, you know, we'll get down to the idea that that Christ kept them, and, and yeah. so that's a uh, in verse twelve. Yeah, that's a separate idea. Yeah, but but the apostles did. I mean, you know, they did a pretty good job. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, and they and they did everything that they were supposed to do. I think a lot of the things, you know, as we've read through the Gospels and studying them, a lot of things that, you know, they still, even at this point, they still don't understand, Yeah, you know, what the kingdom's going to be and, and how all of this is going to play out. Yeah, I, I think, you know, at this at, at this point, um, yeah, they're still, they're still not fully understanding, but they will very yeah. soon. Oh, they will soon. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> he says he doesn't pray for the world. Yeah, I pray for them. Verse nine, I do not pray for the world. Yeah, isn't so that it, interesting? Right. Yeah, absolutely. John, is that your phone? That is my phone. <laughs> <laughs> well, if it's your wife, you can take it. No, no, no. 
So James, I'll call you later. (laughs) (laughs) In like uh, six months when he sees this, he's going to go, what? What? (laughs) Um, So he says, uh, he says, I'm no longer in the world. And I thought that was interesting because Jesus actually is in the world right now when he's praying this. Mm -hmm. But I think that just alludes that his, his task was completed. Yeah. Or almost completed. Right. Right. And, uh, you know, the the idea here, not that when we read that I do not pray for the world, it's not at all that the Lord doesn't care about the world. But in fact, these that he's praying for, that they might remain um, steadfast, uh, these are the ones that are going to bring the world with them. Yes. Yeah. And, and so that's all part of the plan. It's not, and you have to keep everything in, in context with yeah. the timing and what's going on uh, because someone could take that verse and, and you know, wreak havoc with, with it. it. Yeah. yeah. Just like a lot of things. You, sure. We take things out of context. Um, he prays that they would be one as we are. So I mean, yeah. he's praying for unity. That they yeah. would work with the same, work towards the same purpose, and you know, and that gets down to the the Godhead, the unity of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. They're they're acting with with one uh, with one mind, one purpose, and that's what the Lord wants of His people. And it's not it's not in the physical sense as perhaps the apostles are thinking that it's going to be one nation. Yeah, as it had been in the under the old law, uh, but it's it's now we're talking about something that is spiritual, being yes. one, one in spirit. Yeah, with and that's Lord. and that's a problem with Christianity today, right? Right. Yeah, we're not we we failed on this on this part here. Yeah, because we're not all one. We're, we've we've all decided to follow after our own things. Right, and and you know, there's a whole other discussion to be had there. Uh, you know, if you've decided to follow your own things, can you really consider yourself to be a Christian? If you're not part of that oneness in Christ, that spiritual, you know, in, in, in a spiritual sense, regardless of where you go on a Sunday morning. Right, you right. Know, uh, if you, but but it, there again, where you go on a Sunday morning has everything to do with whether or not you're, you know, you're in a oneness situation right with yeah, the Lord, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. So we'll we'll not open that can of worms because that's like five sermons, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> in and of itself. Yeah, um, he says Jesus says he goes, I was with them in the world, verse twelve, and he was, mm-hmm. he was with them in the world. He says I kept them in your name, and he probably, you know, he's speaking to you know him guiding them. And none of them was lost except the son of perdition. What does perdition mean? It's a bad word. It doesn't mean good things. Uh, I need help with the actual definition. Yeah. But, <laughs> but it's, it's a state of eternal punishment. Although perdition sounds like something you'd put up, you know, to wall two things off. Right. right? Like partition. Right. <laughs> but in a sense, it is kind of that way because, uh, you know, those that, that that son of perdition, and he's talking about Judas, right? Um, and 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 Jesus is indicating here that Judas is in hell, mm-hmm. and Judas. And I, I was thinking about this. Say, Judas, I don't think is in hell because he betrayed Jesus. 
Well, he's a, it, at the very least, he's going to be in torment. Yeah. 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 Hell, hell being, hell being the place that everyone in torment will go. Yeah. At the time of judgment. Yeah. But, but he's not there because of of what he of be of his betrayal, but because he committed suicide. There's no way to pretend to to repent of those things. Right. Of course, he hasn't he hasn't committed suicide yet, but right. Jesus, I'm sure, knows what's going to happen here. Right. And and uh, you know th- that being, you know, all of this being prophesied, you know, even down to the point of he's going to be betrayed by one of his own. Yes. You know that had to be fulfilled, but it wasn't as though. Judas didn't have the opportunity to do otherwise. Oh, yeah. But it was just, you know, to use the, the words of another YouTuber, uh, you can tell how it is by the way that it is. Yes. Yep. It, yep. The, the Lord can see from his lofty uh, point of view, vantage point, that the way that mankind was going, that there's no doubt that they were going to turn on on his son. Yeah. And that he was going to be... Uh, betrayed. Uh, all of these things, of course, the Lord knows all these things, yep. but that doesn't that doesn't mean that the Lord said, all right, well, Judas, I've created you to be the son of perdition, yeah. and yeah. You, I've created you to to be in torment and be in hell for eternity. Yeah. That's that's not the case. And we've talked about this before, you know, yeah. um, Judas, Judas didn't have to betray Christ. He didn't have to be this person. Right. He chose to do this. Right. You know, so... Uh, I guess, can you read starting at verse 13? Yeah, I guess the one, one thing I was thinking oh. about there in verse 12 was when it, just when it said, I kept them in your name. And when we think about the uh, apostles and as they went through life with Christ during the time that they were with him, there were those times where, you know, they doubted. Yeah, where absolutely. Where they were confused and where they were, uh, you know, even uh, even Peter uh, denying him three times, yes, and and all of these things. John, but, we haven't got to that yet, <laughs> right? <laughs> but, but the Lord, but the Lord, the Lord, while He was there, He kept them. He yeah. kept He kept them in the Word and kept spurring them on so that they would be strong and be prepared for this time that's coming. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Let me look and see how uh, I, I'm going to use your book. Yeah. Uh, see, I can if I do this, I can see the clock. I, it's like oh, 18 it's 18. Minutes. Oh, yeah, we got 10 minutes left at least. So where am I reading? Starting at verse 13? <laughs> yes. All right. But now I come to you, and these things I speak in the world, that they may have my joy fulfilled in themselves. I have given them your word, and the word, the world, has hated them because they are not of the world, just as I am not of the world. I do not pray that you should take them out of the world, but that you should keep them from the evil one. They are not of the world, just as I am not of the world. Sanctify them by your truth. Your word is truth. As you sent me into the world, I also have sent them into the world. And for their sakes I sanctify myself, that they also may be sanctified by the truth. Okay, we'll stop there. That's that's kind of the end of where yeah. Jesus is praying for the apostles. Exactly. So... So he's got um, a bunch of different stuff he says there, but there's a lot of high praise, isn't there? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he, he really talks about um, uh, that they're not of the world. That's the thing that struck me. Right. You know, and it's, 
I hope Jesus can say that about me. They're in the world. <laughs> they're in the world, but they're not of the world. And right. That, and that that's speaking of that difference between. So they were Amish. The physical versus the spiritual. <laughs> they're not Amish. No, no. no. <laughs> well, there's that, that, that's a whole nother. Yeah, that's, that's a whole nother. A, that's a whole nother thing. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> no, but this that, that is what the idea is. Is they were, you know, they are among everybody else in the world and that's where the work of christianity is done yeah you know it's not that you seclude yourselves in one group right you know you you have to be in the thick of it and when i used to uh when i used to work in an office setting uh the secretaries that i worked with we would always talk about on the hard days you know building a cabin in the woods and disappearing I'm uh, just getting out of society because yeah. because people are crazy. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you know that's just not the answer. And that, no. you know Christ even prayed that that you know not that they should be taken out of the world because then that would have been you know them you know separated in their in their condition that the Lord kept them. Yes, uh, but it would have left everyone else you know uh, uh, in the dark in a sad state. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, he says, sanctify them by your truth or set them apart. And and it's that's the way that we're sanctified or we're set apart today, too, is by mm -hmm. by learning the truth yeah. and applying it correctly. Yeah. And, um, and that and that takes time. Yep. You know, and it, perhaps, you know, the, the disciples or the apostles, they they uh, they received some of these some of this truth. You know, they heard it from the word of uh, of the Lord, but then they had the help to remember it. Yeah. By the by, by the uh, Holy Spirit. Yeah. But we, we we have those same that same reminder in the Word. The difference is that we have to put put forth some effort here. Yes. And and uh, not that they didn't put forth their effort. They they did their things and put forth the effort that they did in their own way for their time that they were yeah. that they were living in. But we have to study, and that's the that's the only way we're going to be sanctified by their truth. And that goes back to, you know, the you were mentioning the Amish, and we can mention all the different religious groups out there, and even those that perhaps show up on a Sunday morning to a place that says Church of Christ on the outside. You know, you have to ask yourself: Have you been sanctified by the truth? Are you really set right. apart? Are you just going through the motions? Are you in the world? Are you of the world? Right. You know, yeah, that's absolutely a, all, all good questions to ask ourselves. You know, Jesus was sent into the world. The apostles were sent into the world, and we're sent into the world as well. Yeah, you know? even even <coughs> even those like you and I that stand up and preach every Sunday. Well, uh, I'm seventy-five percent of the Sundays. Yeah, <laughs> you know, we still have to ask ourselves that question. Oh, absolutely. Uh, it's uh, yeah, and when you stop. When you stop asking yourself that question, oh, yeah. you're in trouble. <laughs> yeah, I was. Hey, don't ever think just because a guy's up there speaking at the pulpit that he's perfect. Right. You know, usually not not all the time, but many times when I give a lesson, I'm giving it because it's something I need to hear. Sure. You know, I'm yeah. giving it to myself, yeah. and uh, you know, keep that in mind when you're listening to a lesson. You know, a lot of times that guy that's giving it, he, he's. He's given that lesson because it's something he's he needs to, to something he identifies with yep. at, at that particular time. Absolutely. All right. So the last section here, which I believe we have enough, we have twenty three. We got about seven minutes. Um, Jesus prays for us, for all believers. 
So I'll go ahead and read that. Uh, Jesus says, I do not pray for those alone. So he's talking about the apostles. He says, but also for those who will believe in me through their word, which would be us, Mm -hmm. that they may be one as you, Father, are in me and I in you that they may also be one in us, that the world may believe that you sent me, and the glory which you gave me I have given them, that they may be one just as we are one, I in them and you in me, that they may be made perfect in one, and that the world may know that you have sent me and have loved them as they have loved me. Father, I desire that they also whom you gave me may be with me, where I am, that they may behold my glory, which you have given me, for you loved me before the foundation of the world. O righteous Father, the world has not known you, but I have known you, and these have known that you sent me. And I have declared to them your name, and will declare it that the love with which you loved me may be in them, and I in them. Uh Some tongue twisters in there at the end. (laughs) Yeah, right. So th- these things should be encouraging to us. Yeah, I noticed yeah. you were you were looking something up. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, just when uh, when we get up here to uh, verse twenty one, that they may be one, as you Father are in me and I in you, that they also may may be one in us, that the world may believe that you sent me, and that made me think of Romans ten seventeen, which reminds us that faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. You know that belief. Yes. You know, when you start to study the scriptures, when you start to really put the puzzle together and and piece things together as you as you read and things come together in your mind, it's where the belief, yeah, and the faith comes from. That's the thing. So I think sometimes people think that faith is this thing that's like some mystical thing. You yeah, know, faith, you get faith in something by learning about it. Yeah, you know. Um, <laughs> And, and there's some marriage applications here, right? Right. Right? Or or your kids or, or you know, any relationship you have. Um, when you, uh, I just say a personal relationship, like um, when, you, when you know somebody can do something and you've seen them do it, yeah. you have faith that they can do that thing. Right. And when we read the Bible, that's how we get faith in these things. Right. I, I, I being who I am, uh, was thinking of cars. And, you know, I have, those of you know that I, I, I strive to preach Christ first, but about seventh down the line, I preach Toyota. And, <laughs> and I have faith that my Toyota will get me to where I want to be because I've seen it do it so many times. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it makes sense. So, yeah, you know, we have uh, uh, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. We, yeah. we see it... Uh, we see it and understand it. And the, and the Word of God is, as we're told, sharper than any two-edged sword. Yes. It, it is able to do its job that it was sent to do. I This whole thing, you know, Jesus prays, he prays for believers to have unity. Mm-hmm. And again, that's that's like a big theme through here. Yeah. This idea that we would all be, uh, we would all gather around the scriptures and and that's what, what we would unite around. Yeah, you know when we when you know we come together and we study so that we might find a, 
a better understanding of the scriptures and we've started we started a while ago recording these things so that others can join in yeah, on this time yeah. of study and so on but it's not our words that we are expecting to make any difference right. um you know it's it's the word of god that is going to make the changes in people's hearts absolutely john used to come over or not he used to you still come over to the house almost every monday night and uh uh, his kids are in Boy Scouts. His boys are in Boy Scouts. And um, John come over to the house and we sit in my front porch and we basically do this podcast every Monday night, but we don't record it. Right. With different <laughs> varying subjects, yes, whatever yes, comes yes. across our heads. Yeah. <laughs> so that's, so we're just kind of, it's kitchen table yeah. Bible study, basically what we're doing here. So Right. So that kind of ends up uh, chapter 17 and, and, what I would consider the Lord's Prayer. Um, next week, we will pick up again in Luke. So so at the end of this, Jesus has prayed this prayer, and then the events uh, that lead up to uh, his crucific- crucifixion on the cross will mm-hmm. start next week. So we hope you tune back in. All right. Thanks for joining in. Lord willing, we'll see you then. The 